Welcome back, peeps, to another recorded episode of Perfectly Healthy and Tone Radio. I'm your host, Darren Fatman McDuffie, and I wanted to thank you for listening to the show. I know I got a lot of people out there who are listening to the show. You might be downloading it through iTunes, and if you are, please, please leave me a review. And also, don't forget to connect with me on social media. I know that my Facebook fan page has not been properly used in a number of months and I'm getting ready to start kind of rebuilding the fan page and doing some renovation so to speak so please bear with me the website will also be changing so if you've been going to fat-man.com or on the fatman.com then you know that I haven't written anything in a while and that's for a reason I'm getting ready to migrate things over to a new site or actually transforming the site rather. So again, please bear with me. Today's show is actually a continuation of a show that I did maybe a couple of weeks ago with Tim Steele where we were talking about potatoes. But there's one gentleman who has took the potato journey and he is really doing well with that. His name is Andrew Taylor. He goes by the name of Spud Fit. And I believe Andrew's lost about 85 pounds or so just eating solely potatoes. So I wanted to have him on the show and wanted him to share his story with you. So let me read Andrew's bio real quickly. Andrew Taylor struggled with his weight for most of his life. He tried all sorts of diets and ways of eating, but the weight always came back. He had an epiphany at the end of 2015 that his attempts at weight loss were treating a symptom and not the problem. His next thought was to get as close to quitting food as possible while still eating a nutritious, healthy, diet. He thought if he couldn't quit entirely, perhaps he could quit all foods except one. He spent time researching books, watching documentaries, and reading scientific literature. Through his journey, he finally settled on potatoes as the perfect food to provide nutrition and help conquer his addiction. Please help me welcome Andrew Taylor, aka Spud Fit, to Perfectly Healthy and Tone Radio. Please enjoy the show. Andrew Taylor, welcome to Perfectly Healthy and Tone Radio. How are you tonight? I'm good, and thanks for having me. I, I love podcasts, and uh, and I love listening to them while I train, but uh, it's even more exciting to actually be a guest on one, so thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being here. You said, I said, how are you tonight? It's actually night where you are, and it's morning for me. I'm actually, this is I obviously my earliest interview that I've ever had waking up nice. at I think I woke up at four o'clock this morning to kind of prep and, and get ready. Uh, and dedication to the craft, yeah, man. Yeah, but I wanted to get you on. I had Tim Steele on um, a while ago, and Tim told me about you and what you're doing yeah. with the uh, potato diet. And I wanted to just kind of get started and ask you about your journey, man. What, um, where were you before you actually started with the uh, the potato diet? Yeah, well, I was pretty overweight. Um, I was. When I first started, I was 151.7 kilos, which I think is about 335 pounds, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, like like most overweight people, I'd spent I've been overweight most of my life. Um, even as an elite junior athlete, I was still heavier than most people I was competing against. And uh, yeah, I guess like most people, I've just been up and down and tried lots of different diets, lots of different ways of eating and lots of different ways of exercising and all of the, all the different things, you know, people that are overweight try lots of things and uh, yeah, it had been going up and down for years and years and uh, I, I just uh, had enough, you know. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned um, being an athlete, what, what sport were you involved in? Uh, I was a, a, a long distance uh, marathon kayak racer. Oh, okay. Okay. And uh, so yeah, I was uh, I was an elite junior, but yeah, even as a junior, I was still I wouldn't say I was hugely overweight, but I was still five to ten kilos too heavy. And uh, and for me, that was realistically that was probably the distance between being uh, the distance sorry the difference between being one of the better uh, kayakers in Australia for my age group and maybe being one of the better kayakers in the world. So you think that your your weight actually helped you at some point with the kayaking, or was it a kind of a detriment to to being able to being where you actually wanted to be to being an elite? Yeah, kayaker? No, it was a def- 
definitely a detriment because mm-hmm. kayaking is very much a power to weight ratio kind of sport as well as you know with a, you need good aerobic endurance but uh yeah if you're heavier then it's it's harder like a marathon runner you want to be light or like a tour de france cyclist you want to be light light and strong but in, in kayaking is no different you want to be light and strong and so i was pretty good on a national level but i think if i was ever able to get rid of that extra five to ten kilos that i was carrying then i possibly could have been pretty good on an international level too but we'll never know that's, that's uh living in the past talking about that stuff <laughs> yeah um you kind of reminds me of boxing i'm a real big boxing fan i actually played basketball but i'm a real big boxing fan and it's always okay. it's always kind of better to be light and strong and may be able to make that weight I, I actually also wrestling as well to be able to make the weight and then oh, be cool. strong on top of that but um yeah. getting going back to your childhood where did you always struggle with your weight when you were a child yeah always as long as i can remember and and that was actually the reason i got into kayaking to start with is because you know all through school primary school and secondary school i was bullied for being overweight and uh and yeah, and I played Australian rules football during the summer, mm-hmm. and uh, and then I uh, I didn't want to just not do any sport during the winter because then I would get even more overweight. So I started kayaking as a, just to have a sport to do during summer to uh, to try not to get too fat during those months. But uh, yeah, then it ended up taking over. But yeah, I have uh, I've, I've always, as long as I can remember, always had trouble with my weight, and uh, and yeah, it's not been a fun time. As most people who have had a similar journey would agree, I'd say. Yeah, you um, there's some people who have weight on them and they carry it really well. Were you one of those people, or did you have any health problems behind your weight? No, I hadn't. I was yet to have any major health problems, and I I did. Like I'm a big guy. I'm six foot five and uh, and a pretty solid build. So uh, as 151 kilos, 335 pounds, around about, uh, people wouldn't necessarily look at me and say, "There's a huge fat guy." It was like I was definitely overweight, and people, most people, would have agreed that I was overweight. But um, just my the size of my frame, I guess, uh, it meant I carried it well and. And uh, so I didn't look as fat as that, but uh, I'm still a bit overweight. So, yeah, but I look a lot thinner now. But, uh, yeah, as far as health problems go, I, I, no, I haven't had any major health problems. But, uh, yeah, I think the way I was going, it was only a matter of time, you know. Yeah. You and I are exact opposites. I'm 6'7", you're, you're 6'5", but I remember there was yeah. a point in time when I was picking up a lot of weight. I actually went to about two almost 250 which was a ton of weight for me because as a kid growing up i could not gain weight and then suddenly as an adult when i got up in i think past 25 years of age that's when i started picking up um, a rapid amount of weight but what i also noticed is that i was kind of um addicted to eating wow what was my favorite thing i was addicted to peanut m&ms i was addicted to uh, i'm not sure if you're familiar with honey buns we have them here in america but, <laughs> no, I don't have them, but the pin on M&Ms, I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I was doing some research and, and getting prepared for the interview, and you mentioned food addiction. And uh, I know that for me, that was part of my thing that, you know, when I was bored, I would eat. I would sit in front of the TV and I would eat, and that kind of contributed to the weight gain that I had. Um, when can you early... When did you really start kind of honing in and knowing that you had a had a food addiction? Well, this was only really towards the end of last year. I think mm-hmm. like around the middle of November was probably when I first had that realization. Um, I, I remember the time I was sitting at home on the couch and um, and I was thinking about how because this was you know last year I lost some weight and then put it back on and. Uh, and I was sitting on the couch and thinking about why do I just keep losing weight and putting it back on? Why is that? Why I just can't, I don't know why, like, you know, I, I try a new diet and I feel like everything's under control and then I try to go back to a normal way of eating and it just doesn't work and why would that be? And it popped into my head that it's a little bit like an alcoholic when they quit alcohol and they go for a few weeks or a few months without having a drink and then 
suddenly they'll think, oh, yeah, I think I've got this under control. Maybe I'll just have one beer. And then, sure enough, they become a fully-fledged alcoholic again pretty quick, pretty quickly. And, and, that, and I thought about how that was similar to my experience with weight uh, gain and loss. And so, like, when I finish a diet, then I would go, okay, I feel, I'm feeling pretty good about things. Maybe I'll just have this one slice of pizza. And soon enough, one slice of pizza becomes three slices of pizza becomes the whole pizza. And, and I thought about the similarities there. So that's what made me realize that it was really an addiction problem that I had. So, yeah, then that got me thinking that, uh, you know, if I, was, if I was an alcoholic and I was going to treat myself as an alcoholic, then the ideal situation would be to quit alcohol and never have it again. And uh, obviously you can't do that with food though. So then I thought, well, maybe I can go uh, like find a food that I can eat uh, and it will on its own keep me healthy. And, uh, and then if I could find that food, then I could quit everything else and that would be as close as I could get to treating a food addiction in the same way as you'd treat an alcohol addiction. Yeah, is there is something that you kind of rewired in your brain? You mentioned just trying to find a food, but is there something that you worked on towards, you said last year's when you kind of uh, really thought that you had a food addiction, but is there anything that you worked on mentally when it came to being able to maybe control your obsession, how I say it, obsession for food? Uh, in the beginning, not really. I just thought, um, I just wanted to concentrate on just uh, not eating anything but potatoes. And, uh, and I didn't really, for the first couple of months, I didn't really do much uh, from a psychological point of view. It was just about, I just wanted to just, my, my number one aim was just let's quit food like obviously not entirely, but quit food except for potatoes, and uh, and just focus on that, and and just I just wanted to do it as an experiment to see what would happen and see if it would help, and just focus on that. Just keep that one very narrow focus of just let's quit food, eat only potatoes, and just see where it takes us. And uh, but in the last couple of months, I've been doing a little bit more on the psychological side. Mm -hmm. With uh, I've got a couple of poems that I love to read. Uh, and so I read, uh, there's one particular poem, it's called If by Rudyard Kipling. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a, just a beautiful, fantastic poem. And, uh, and it's a sort of, it's a poem that's rooted in stoic philosophy. And uh, that really helps when I, I try to read it every day, but I don't always get around to it. I don't always remember. And the other thing I've done is uh, I've tried to get uh, back into meditation a bit more. Yeah. Um you mentioned alcoholics and they having the one drink and how you had the other slice of pizza. Um, I've been with some people who've had a drinking problem. And one of the things that I always see them struggle with is social situations, like being around others that drink. Um, yeah. How do you handle that? Because normally I know here in America, I'm not sure about Australia where you are, but most of our social events revolve around food. So when you're going to a party or you're going out or you're invited out to eat, how do you how do you handle that? Yeah, it's similar here. Yeah, any it's yeah any any social occasion, there's always food and drink and uh, and all of that sort of stuff. And uh, yeah, to be honest, it really it hasn't been an issue uh, for the first month. Uh, we didn't really do much, and it, and it wasn't because I tried not to. It just didn't happen that way. And it, on reflection, it was probably um, it, was, it was probably good that it worked out that way. That there wasn't really much in the way of socialising happening in the first month or so. Mm -hmm. But uh, since then, I've been out to dinner a few times, and and uh, I call ahead. I just call the restaurant ahead of time and let them know that I'm coming. And um, and yeah, they've all except one place. They've all been happy to make me just plain boiled potatoes. And mm -hmm. and uh, and I went to one place and. That was weird. They they had potatoes on the menu, but uh, they didn't want to do them without oil and butter and cheese and all that. So uh, at that place, I just uh, I just went and sat with my friends while they ate, and then I ate when I got home. Yeah, and everything was good. But the temptation—it's a weird thing. I think if that sort of thing had have happened in the first two weeks, I, I might not have made it through dinner, but. Because the first two weeks were a little bit of a challenge, but since then it's really been quite easy. I just haven't haven't really been tempted by anything, and I can't really explain that. 
it's just the way it is. <laughs> yeah, you know, I can identify with that. I quit eating gluten uh, several years ago, but I remember like the first two weeks were really a challenge for me because um, I had been used to eating pizza and sandwiches and all this other stuff that, you know, cookies, but it was just really a big challenge for me. But after the, the two weeks, it was like everything was, was a-okay. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I, that's pretty much my experience. And even the first two weeks weren't that hard, but there were moments when I felt like eating other things and where I, I thought, you know, where I wished I could eat other things. But I don't know, it just it wasn't it wasn't super challenging. I just got through that. And since then, it's just been no trouble. Yeah. Has it ever gotten boring to you just eating potatoes? No, not really. That's another, it's a weird thing. Like when, right. Before I started, I thought that this was going to be basically a, a year of extreme mental toughness to try to get through, um, you know, but oh, I just can't explain it. I'm just, it's not really, I'm not bored. I'm satisfied all the time and I eat basically the same, more or less the same thing every day and every meal and yeah, I, I, I'm just satisfied. Everything's good. I don't really want anything else. Yeah. Before we got on, you mentioned that you were married. And uh, I know sometimes when you have a spouse that a lot of times what will happen is um, you clash. Like someone is on a diet, but the and usually it's the reverse. Like the woman is on a diet, but the man isn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and usually yeah. the man is the bad influence. I'm wondering, you know, with your wife right now, are you guys, is she supporting you? Do you clash because you're only eating potatoes? And obviously, I don't know if she's just eating potatoes. She might be eating yeah. other things. But is there any type of clash going on there? No, nah, there's there's really not. And it's not like she she's eating more potatoes than she used to because they're always there. So it's an easy snack for her. If she's hungry, she can just grab a potato. But yeah, she's uh, she's just doing what she wants to do. And I uh, really made a conscious effort not to, you know, try to push anything on her or, you know, hey, you should try this or why don't you join in or whatever. I've just left it totally up to her. And um and yeah, she's just she's been really chilled about it. She's been really supportive, but at the, like at the same time, she's just been eating what she wants to eat, and and it's really like I said, I'm not tempted by anything. So you know, if if she wants to sit down next to me and eat ice cream or whatever, that's totally fine with me because I'm I'm just not interested in the ice cream. Maybe if I was still getting tempted by things, it would be a problem. But yeah, I'm just not tempted, so it's really not an issue. Yeah, you're better than me, man. <laughs> I can't uh, I can't really tolerate milk, but now they have these uh, non-dairy ice creams that I've been really getting into. Yeah, and that's what my wife eats. My yeah, wife eats it's <laughs> it's my weakness now. I try not to do it too often, but um when I do, I yeah. I, I tend to enjoy it. Um you mentioned yeah, that you did, were did I in the, Sorry. I just in in the first few weeks um yeah. I found out later that she was going out to to eat like bad food out mm -hmm. away from me and uh which i didn't know at the time but in in hindsight that was probably a good idea just to help me get through the start of it and uh yeah but since then it's everything's good and she just eats whatever she wants <laughs> yeah. you, you mentioned that you were by american standards almost 335 pounds which is you're six five but i imagine that's a lot of weight um yeah, it's a lot of weight. Yeah, How definitely. much have you lost? Where are you right now? Uh, as of today, I've lost 39 kilos. So that would be like 85 pounds or something around that, I'm guessing. I think it's 2.2 pounds for every kilo. So that's probably 70-something. Yeah, maybe 80-something pounds. Yeah. 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 A lot. <laughs> and, that's, and how long have you been doing the, the potato diet? I started on January 1st and so what is it now, 15th of June or mm -hmm. 16th? Mm -hmm. I think it's like 168 days or something like that at the moment. So yeah, wow, it's like a quarter of a kilo a day on average. Oh, so well, half a pound a day on average. Yeah. Did you test any of your like um, markers as far as uh, maybe your cholesterol, yeah. your... Um, heart capacity things of that nature before you before you started did you, or did you test them do you know where you are right yeah. now 
Yeah, I haven't got the results on me right now, but uh, it's up on YouTube as of a few days ago. Um, but yeah, all my all my blood markers are just getting better as the year goes on. So I had one test right at the beginning, and then one test a couple of months ago, and then another test last week. And uh, yeah, cholesterol is very low. Um, there's a, a doctor, uh, Dr. Caldwell Esselstyn, who's a, a, a cardiologist, I think. Uh, anyway, he wrote a book called Prevent and Reverse Heart Disease. And in that book, he talks about how there's never been uh, a recorded heart attack in a person with a cholesterol level below 150. And, uh, and I think at the moment, we have different values in Australia. Mine's 2.6 in the Australian value, which I think is translates to about 110 in the US. So I'm well below that level where supposedly you're heart attack proof, and I was well above that level when I started. So yeah, that's pretty pretty cool, I think. And um, yeah, my blood sugar, my fasting blood sugar is way down. I can't remember the value off the top of my head, but it's it's really decreased a lot since the start of the year. And uh, yeah, no deficiencies. I you know I've been I've actually been doing strength training, and mm-hmm. yeah, despite the the low relatively anyway low protein level in potatoes uh, i've been getting stronger building muscle and uh yeah i've had a dexa scan as well which is like you lie on the on a table and and a, a scanner thing just sort of goes over your whole body and it detects uh what your muscle mass and your bone mass and everything else weighs and uh i haven't had the second one of that yet but uh, i had one of them I think it was after three months was when I first learned that those was something you could do. And, um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to getting another one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? My iron level is really high. My doctor thought that, uh, that if I was a, if I was a Tour de France rider, for example, then I'd be my, my, uh, level of oxygen carrying capacity in my blood is, almost on the borderline of where I'd be suspected of, a blood, of blood doping if I was a professional wow. athlete. But yeah. yeah, so it's, everything's going really well. Yeah, yeah, I haven't got any complaints and nothing in my in my biomarkers that I've tested anyway is, is showing anything wrong. Yeah, sounds fantastic. Um, I had Tim Steele on and Tim Steele actually told me about you. Um, is Good guy, Tim. Yeah, yeah, he's a great guy. He came on and uh, we talked a lot about, you know, the potato diet. But um, were you, did you originally discover it from him or how did you discover the the diet? No, I I got in contact with him probably a month after I started. Mm -hmm. And I wish I had contacted him earlier because he is a wealth of knowledge of of anything potato related. (laughs) Right. yeah, he's a he's a cool guy, and uh, but yeah, my my original thing was like I said earlier, how I was sitting on the couch and thinking about addictions, and then I had the idea to quit everything but one food. And I can't remember exactly what I searched, but I did some sort of search in Google, maybe like looking for the perfect food or the healthiest food or something like that. And the the first thing that came up was a video uh, on a channel called on a YouTube channel called Veg Source. And it was the speaker was a guy called Dr. John McDougall, and the video was called "Potatoes: The Perfect Food," and uh, and it was maybe a three-minute-long video or something where Dr. John McDougall talked about uh, the history of uh, human beings as starch eaters and specifically as potato eaters, and uh, and then and. Yeah, talking about different tribes around the world that live off mostly potatoes and talking about uh, the Irish diet, um, you know, a few centuries ago before the potato famine, they lived off mostly potatoes and, and a whole heap of information. He managed to cram a lot of information into a three-minute video and, uh, and that, um, I watched that and then I, there were some links in that and he referenced some scientific studies and things like that. So then from there, I branched out and read lots of other things lots of a few studies and a couple of different books and watched more lectures online from other nutrition experts and um and yeah just sort of that's where it all began though that very first search the very first thing i looked at was that video called potatoes the perfect food by dr john mcdougall and uh yeah it was uh i guess i got lucky on my first 
search and it, it really sparked things for me. Yeah. Um, we talked a little bit earlier in the interview about the alcoholic saying that they would have one more one beer and that'll be it. Is there ever any fear in the back of your mind as to what might happen if you suddenly start going off potatoes and want to integrate more or different foods into your diet or is there any fear with that yeah there is yeah i think it's only natural that there would be because of mm -hmm. like i've said i've been i've done lots of different diets over the years nothing that i've done for a whole year but uh but yeah there is that fear and uh, and i don't think that fear will ever go away and, and i actually think it's a healthy fear too because uh you know, when I'm thinking about, I don't, I have no fear that I can make it through this year. That's, uh, for, to me, it feels like a foregone conclusion, but I don't want to stick with potatoes for my whole life. I want to get back to eating in a normal, normal-ish sort of way anyway, mm -hmm. without the junk food. But, um, yeah, I think it's important to keep that fear at the front of my mind so that when those tempting times come up that I'll, I'll have that there ready to say, no, this is a bad idea, don't do it. Because, yeah, I, I, I do think it's it's a very slippery slope for me that if I do go and eat other things, then it, it worries me that I might not be able to stop. But uh, having said that, as the year's gone on, that, that fear is diminishing. I do feel more and more like I'll be able to control it when, uh, when I'm finished. But, you know, I have heard alcoholics talk about you know, every day is a battle with alcoholism. And uh, there's another great podcast that I listen to, the Rich Roll podcast, and he's an ex-alcoholic. And uh, right. and he talks a lot about how when he wakes up every day and it's just about how to, uh, It's it doesn't feel like he's got it conquered. It's just each day he just wakes up and says, right, I've just got to get through this day without drinking a beer. And, and that's like after 15 years of being sober. So... Yeah, I'm not really under any illusions that this year is going to cure me totally. It's just about learning how to just learning how to deal with those um, those emotions that come up and the and the cues that come up that make me want to eat junk food and yeah, just getting my mind around the whole situation. Yeah, they say everybody has an addiction. Mine has happens to be shoes. With women, it's shoes, but mine with tennis shoes. I have my own <laughs> own addiction. I have shoes sitting up in my closet now that I've never worn, and I'm like, okay, when am I going to wear these shoes, and why did I buy them? But it's just tennis shoes, Nikes, Pumas, yeah, all, all kinds of shoes that I have sitting in my closet that I never really wear. Um, Sorry. I don't think potatoes are going to fix that problem for you. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so either. Um, <laughs> white potatoes. Tim mentioned that use white potatoes. Are you? Did you integrate? Are you just using white potatoes or sweet potatoes? Something that you use as well? Or? Yeah, all kinds of potatoes. So okay. Sweet potatoes as well, um, and all kinds of sweet potatoes too. But it's, it's probably, I'd say, three quarters of what I eat is white potatoes, and then maybe two thirds to three quarters of what I eat would be white potatoes and then, yeah, sweet potatoes as well. But I prefer the white potatoes, to be honest. Yeah. We, yeah. When Tim and I talked, we talked a little bit about the, um, what is it called, gut resistant uh, starch. And yeah. uh, I'm wondering, did you have any digestive problems before you actually started on the, the potato diet and were you, did they help any digestion problem if you had them yeah i, I had a, uh, some problems with ibs irritable okay. bowel syndrome which that sort of runs in my family that pretty much everyone who's in my family has it yeah <laughs> but uh sorry to my family that they're listening for outing you on that one <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah so i i have had that and uh and this year i Probably the first five days, I think it was, I had some trouble digesting the potatoes and I was really bloated. But by day six, everything was good and it's been really good since. And uh, yeah, for that side of things, it's never been better for me. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. You mentioned that you were bloated. Was the bloating, you think, from the potatoes or was your body adjusting to potatoes at that time? Yeah, I think... Uh, I, you can't really be sure, obviously, but I think it was just a, it was 
probably because of a sudden increase in my fiber intake. Right. So I didn't like I didn't ease into it. I just went from my previous junk food eating ways, which is obviously not so high in fiber, to uh, to straight into only potatoes. So I, I think all it was was my body adapting to extra fiber. Yeah. Um, pooping. <laughs> I won't say that's the <laughs> other word, but um, I know for me, when I eat potatoes, for some odd reason, I and this is personal, I know this might be TMI, <laughs> too much information for people, but it <laughs> tends to kind of stop my my, my process. Um, but I'm wondering for you, have you had any issues with actually uh, maintaining a regular uh, bowel movement? Yeah, well, that's the, the same answer, really. It was just uh, in the first five days that was a problem, and uh, maybe uh, from memory, I think it was maybe day four and day five. I, I went for two days without going, mm-hmm. and then from day six on, everything was good. And yeah, it's uh, two to three times a day every day now, wow. and it's uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Are you drinking like a lot of water along with the? Uh potatoes making sure you get uh, adequate hydration yeah uh, i'm not tracking my water but i feel mm-hmm. like i'm probably drinking less than i was before mm-hmm. and uh and i think that's probably because um most of the, what i eat is either either mashed or boiled potatoes and when you cook them that way they maintain their water content which is a fairly mm-hmm. high water content so I think because of that, I'm getting a lot of water in what I eat, which means I don't have to drink as much. Um, but I've never tracked my water intake, so I can't really be sure about that. I just drink when I'm thirsty, and then if I go to the toilet and I and I, my urine's yellow, then that's a sign of dehydration. So if that happens, then I quickly go and have a big drink of water straight away, and uh, and I try to make sure that it's always clear when I go to the toilet. But um, Yes, we're talking a lot about toilets at the moment, aren't we? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, but, but it's, yeah, it's so, natural. So that's all it is. I don't like have an aim where I want to drink you know, six glasses of water or two liters or whatever. I just drink when I'm thirsty. And like I said, if uh, if if my urine's yellow, then I drink something extra straight away. Right. Um, with the potatoes, you mentioned earlier that you went to a restaurant and I believe you said they would only prepare them with like butter or salt or something. Are yeah. you are you eating you you are you shying away from the butter and the salt and um when you eat your potatoes are is the skin on or skin off or does it really matter? Yeah, um so I'm still eating a little bit of salt. I do mm-hmm. for I eat my potatoes with a little bit of salt, maybe a little bit of herbs and spices, just very minimal. And sometimes a bit of tomato sauce or ketchup, as you call it in the U.S., mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of barbecue sauce or chili sauce or something. I keep all that very minimal, though. It's just just there for a bit of flavor. Um, as far as what I don't eat, I think is more important. And I'm not having any oil or any butter or any cheese or cream or bacon bits or any other of that stuff that people normally put on potatoes. And I think that is the most important thing about it all because... People think of generally tend to think of potatoes as being unhealthy, and obviously I think that's not true. And the reason I think that potatoes have that bad rap is that as soon as you start cooking potatoes in oil and covering them in cheese and cream and bacon bits and whatever, that's when you turn the potato from a healthy meal into an unhealthy meal, and that's when it's going to make you fat. But if you get rid of all that all that stuff and just have the potato on its own with no oil and, and none of that other stuff that I mentioned, mm-hmm. then it's, it's really healthy. So, yeah, so that's the main thing. I'm just having very, very minimal sauces and herbs and spices and salt and things like that and and definitely avoiding oil and, and uh, cheese and cream and, and bacon bits and all those sorts of things that people normally have on potatoes. Yeah, you mentioned butter. I don't know if you just said that off the top of your head but i don't know here in america we're starting to feel that butter wasn't the enemy i don't know about um you know where you are but is there a specific reason why you're you know kind of staying away from butter yeah well i disagree with that actually i think butter's no good and um 
Uh-huh. From what I've I've read, a couple of the studies about I'm I'm not a, a nutritional expert here, so right. I don't know. You've probably got some listeners that are going to think I'm an idiot for saying this or whatever. But but uh, yeah, to me, um, I don't think that you know. I read there was an article on the front cover of the Time magazine where it was about all about how butter we've got it wrong, butter's great, and all that. But I read one of the studies it was based on and. And it just didn't seem that conclusive to me. It seemed, and, I, and in the conclusion of the study that I read, they, they said that basically the conclusion was um, maybe maybe butter's not as bad as we thought it was, but they never mentioned anything saying butter was healthy. Mm-hmm. And but then you know the the journalists that wrote the article in that Time magazine were all about how healthy butter is. But I haven't, I didn't read any, you know, the studies they referenced said nothing about butter being healthy. It just said maybe it's not as bad as we thought it was. And and that was a maybe. They weren't even sure about it in the study I read. So, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, it's not for me to talk about that because I'm not a qualified nutrition scientist or anything. But all I am saying is that I'm skeptical about about all that uh, media about butter being healthy all of a sudden. I just don't think it's healthy enough. And, um, and yeah, and I've excluded it for, for this year and I've never been healthier. And, uh, and that goes with all other high-fat things that, are, that I had in my diet last year. And, I've, and I think I really feel like that, I feel like more than the potatoes being healthy, it's that I've got rid of the stuff that's unhealthy, which is the oils and butter and cheese and all of that. And uh, I really feel like that is a bigger difference than just how healthy the potatoes are. Yeah. Um, getting back to white potatoes and sweet potatoes, I know in the previous interview that I did, um, Tim specifically said something about, he didn't say the sweet potatoes were bad, but he said for whatever reason you wanted to stick with the white potatoes um what's been your experience with that are they equally as well or do you do the sweet potatoes just to add into add a little bit more variety or because the white potato and the sweet potato even though they are similar my understanding is that the, that they are are very different yeah they're similar in some ways and very different in other ways as well they got they got different um nutrient profiles as far as uh, the macronutrients go, they're fairly similar. They've got fairly similar levels of carbohydrates, fats, and proteins. But um, the micronutrients, so the vitamins and minerals, are a bit different. And, uh, and yeah, so partly the reason why I added sweet potatoes in was because, uh, because, because of the different micronutrient profiles. I felt, felt like they complemented each other pretty well. And so where the white potatoes might be slightly low, um, so remember what Tim's talking about in the potato hack is he's talking about you know three to five days worth of uh, worth of eating only potatoes and really you could go for five days without eating anything and you're not going to get any um, any uh, deficiencies in any sort of nutrients just in five days so just eating potatoes is for five days is not going to give you a deficiency either but I, I was looking at going for a whole year so because of that I thought. Uh, I would be better off including some sweet potatoes as well just so that they're, they're, I'd have that complementary nutrient profile and uh, and things like in white potatoes vitamin A is a little bit low I don't think it's low enough to really cause problems but at the same time vitamin A in sweet potatoes is quite high like very high so I just thought it couldn't hurt to just cover the cover a couple of bases that way and as well as just giving me a little bit of variety to help me get through the year. Yeah, there was something that I forgot to ask and I've been doing a lot of research on blood pressure and um, one of the things that almost always accompanies people who might have issues with their weight is higher blood pressure. Um, and reading the book the book that I read to research the show with Tim, um, he mentioned that, uh, or him and I talked on the show about blood pressure, and he said that the blood pressure was lowered when they did the the potatoes after a while. Um, yeah. Were you aware of where your blood pressure was when you started, and what and has it lowered? 
Uh, yeah, I, at the start, I got my blood pressure tested, and I can't remember what the value was at the moment. Sorry, but uh, okay. I, I think it was something like 140 over 90 or something like that. And last week, I got it done again, and it was 120 over 70. So wow. yeah, it's uh, it's it's improved. It wasn't like it was high in the beginning, but not like super high to the point where. Uh, where we'd be looking at taking drugs to try to lower it and things like that. But like I said, like I didn't have any major health issues, but I was heading down that road where health issues were on the horizon. And, uh, and yeah, right now, the, my blood pressure is perfect. 120 over 70 is pretty good. So, yeah, the potatoes have definitely helped my blood pressure. Yeah. Give me a typical day, um, Andrew. Uh you wake up, are you eating like a breakfast, lunch, dinner type of scenario or how do you integrate your potatoes in throughout the day? Yeah, it does vary a bit. It's uh, some days, oh, actually, I was going to say some days I have one meal, but that's pretty rare to only have one meal. But basically, I just, I just eat whenever I feel like it. Whenever I feel hungry, I eat and I just eat as much as I feel like at the time. So there's no restriction at all. It's just eat as much as I want whenever I want and that most days it's probably four to five meals a day and uh, so I'll wake up these days I'm getting up pretty early and doing some exercise in the morning and then when I get home I have breakfast and uh, and I'm a school teacher so I have my breakfast in the morning and then uh, and then at recess time at school I'll have something to eat then and then uh, and then at lunchtime at school today, I didn't have anything. I didn't feel hungry at lunchtime, so I skipped lunch. And then, uh, and then after school, when I got home, I had another a meal when I got home. And then just before we started the podcast, I had something else. So today it was four meals. Right. And uh, and yeah, it just it just varies day to day. I don't like have set times or set amounts to eat. I just like I said, eat as much as I want whenever I want. And yeah, yeah. Probably varies between three and six meals a day. Yeah, you're you're a bigger guy like myself. Um, how many potatoes are you actually eating at at one sitting? Yeah, I've been asked that a lot, and I've never counted. And, and I think it's sort of, with potatoes because I'm eating a variety of potatoes that are all different shapes and sizes. It sort of makes numbers irrelevant anyway. But uh, in the beginning, uh, I was buying them in two kilo bags. So what's that? Probably four and a half pound bags of potatoes, and uh, and I was so that's how I was able to keep track of how many I was eating, and it worked out to be uh, about three and a half kilos a day. So that's probably close to eight pounds a day, and uh, yeah. So I'm assuming I'm still eating the same, but I'm, I've not been keeping count for the last couple of months. But uh, yeah, I assume it's still around the same of about eight, three and a half kilos, eight pounds a day. Yeah. Yeah, one of the things that a lot of people encounter when they're on diets is they feel deprived. And um, I'm wondering if you ever get that feeling of deprivation by just eating eating potatoes all the time. Or are you satiated um, when you eat them? No, um, because I eat until I'm full and mm -hmm. I eat until I don't want anything else, then no, I don't really get that. In the beginning, it was like... Um, I had some some uh, little techniques I used in the beginning when I was feeling deprived and when I felt like I wanted something else, and uh, and one of them was uh, when I this was the most effective thing for me anyway. It was I I would be wishing I could eat something else, and rather than telling myself it's sort of a mind trick, you know, once yeah. rather than telling myself that uh, no, you can't eat that bit of chocolate cake and you're never going to eat chocolate cake ever again. I would, instead of that, I would say, sure, you can eat the chocolate cake, no problem. But first, let's eat a big plate of potatoes. And, uh, and then if you, uh, once the potatoes are gone, if you still want the chocolate cake, then go for it. So then I would organize some potatoes and sit down and eat a really big plate of potatoes. And of course, by the time I finished the plate, I was full. And then I would look at the chocolate cake and it wasn't so appealing anymore because I was full. And uh, yeah, that was the way I got through that earlier time and and since then i feel like i've i've mastered the potato eating challenge and uh <laughs> i really don't feel surprised anymore <laughs> yeah um i guess for the audience what i want to ask is 
do you recommend going cold turkey? Like sometimes we, like most of the time when people start a diet, because I remember I used to do this, it's like when the weekend came, I was like, okay, it's a weekend. I'll start my diet Monday. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> <story. laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm wondering if you recommend for, let's say, someone who's a little bit more on the heavier side, is it more of an advantage to go cold turkey and just start doing the potatoes or it's say do the potatoes like, let's say, for breakfast and then maybe eat a normal, regular meal and then at some point start weaning out the normal regular meals and just go straight potatoes or again is it better to do cold turkey and just start potatoes and nothing else that's a really good question but before i answer i just want to be all this year i've been really careful to point out that uh, this is what i'm doing is it's just an experiment that i'm doing just mm -hmm. for me to try to uh to just to try to fix my own problems and I just felt like it would be interesting to share it with the world and, it, and it's not about me sitting here and saying hey everyone should be eating potatoes hey everybody follow me it's just I'm doing this for myself and if anyone wants to find out about it or follow me then that's cool but uh I'm not here to try to spread the gospel of the potato you know what I mean yeah <laughs> but uh yeah having said that if if I was in a position that I could uh, give advice to people, which I don't feel like I am. I don't feel like I'm an expert that's uh, worthy of being uh, able to tell people what to do. But if I was, I would say, yeah, go cold turkey and, and just, if you're going to do something, I, I sort of feel like either do it or don't do it. Just let's not be halfway about things. Let's just, if, just like in poker, just go all in and get straight in there. And the reason I say that is, um, because I think if you, if you go cold turkey and just do it, then the, the, uh, the changes happen more quickly and you'll notice changes in the way you feel and changes in your weight and all these sorts of changes will happen very quickly if you, if you go cold turkey. Mm -hmm. and, and when you notice those changes happening, it encourages you to push on and keep going. Whereas if you ease into it and just maybe start with only having potatoes for breakfast and then and then build up to potatoes for lunch and gradually build up to potatoes for dinner as well, then that means the positive changes happen incrementally as well. And you might not notice them so much. So that's that's the thing for me, that if you do a cold turkey, then the changes happen quick and you notice them and it excites you and it motivates you to keep going. So that, that's how, what I, how I feel about that. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I can't do anything by just weaning myself off. I had to like just do cold turkey. So <laughs> I know exactly yeah. exactly what yeah. what you're saying. If I make up my mind and commit to do something, it's like okay, I'm going to do it. Nothing else is going to stray me from from doing it. Um, yeah, last, do, do it or don't do it. You know, just make a decision and go with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> last question: um, Do you think this is helping you reestablish your uh, relationship with food? Yeah, absolutely, I do. So far, so good. Like I said earlier, or we said earlier, the, the real test will be at the end of the year when I stop eating only potatoes and, and go back to including other foods in my diet. But all I can comment on is what's happened so far. And yeah, I really, really do feel like it's ha had a huge impact on my feelings about food. And one of the things I wanted out of it was that... Uh, I've always envied people that could see food as fuel and just sitting down to a meal wasn't about trying to get emotional comfort and support and enjoyment out of the food. It was just, yeah, you can, you, obviously that's not a problem if you enjoy your food, but number one, it's about fueling your body properly and just putting good quality petrol in the tank. And um, that's, I always envied that about a lot of people that, you know, really fit healthy people. It just seems to be about, Let's just put some good quality fuel in the tank and then move on and, and do something else. And uh, and at the moment, that's the way I'm eating with potatoes. It's not – I like the fact that I'm not excited about the meal that's coming up and I'm not like – when I'm eating a meal, it's not setting off fireworks in my brain and uh, mm. it's, it's just – I'm just putting some fuel in the tank and it's sort of uh, an indifferent kind of process and it's not like a – 
you know, I'm not bored by potatoes and I don't hate them, but I don't love them either. It's just it's just <laughs> something I've got to do to continue on. You're right. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so far so good. But like I said, the real test is uh, is next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The real test is once you stop eating just potatoes. I, I, I yeah, think. I do feel confident that it's going to go well. I feel really good about it, but mm-hmm. there's no way to know for sure until it happens. Yeah. Um, Andrew, it's been real, man. Loved having you on. I, I know you have a website. Give us your website if people want to go and check it out to learn more about you know what you're doing and how to maybe conquer their weight issues with, with potatoes. Yeah, no worries. It, it's spudfit.com, so S-P-U-D-F-I-T.com. And uh, you can contact me there for email if you want. And I've got a newsletter there as well. And I've only sent one out so far. I'm pretty slack <laughs> at making newsletters. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I answer all my emails. Sometimes it takes a while because I get quite a bit. But if you've got any questions, then feel free to write to me. And I'll, I'll get back to you one way or another, either by making a video on my YouTube channel or, or by just writing back to you. But, yeah, so I've got spudfit.com and I'm spudfit on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram too. I'm pretty slack with Instagram too though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're all slack, man. There's so much out there now. I, I can't keep, I used to be on Periscope and then now I'm on Facebook, yeah. the Facebook, uh, now since Facebook has a live video, I'm doing that. And then you oh, forget, cool. Yeah, you forget about the Periscope. It's just so much out there. And then you have Snapchat. Yeah. It's just and I'm all new to this, you know. I've, I'm just learning as I go. I've never really been big on all this. I still don't know how to use Twitter. I've got an account, but I've, I don't really understand Twitter, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I'm, I'm just learning you. as I go, and I'm, I'm working full time and trying to be a good husband and a good dad, and I just don't have time to keep up with everything. But I do answer emails. It just sometimes takes a while. But, yeah, but that's, yeah. if you're interested, then write to me, and I'll do my best to get back to you. Yeah, so – Andrew, man, like I said, it's been real, man. I really enjoyed the interview. Um, if I can help you at any point in time, man, just reach out to me. If you, it sounds to me like you have a book in you, man. So if you write a book, I love, <laughs> I love to have you back on. Yeah, but, it's funny, uh, you know, the, at the start of the year or maybe maybe a month in, people were saying, "Hey, you should write a book," and I. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know what I'd put in a book. It'd have it'd have one line. It would be eat potatoes. <laughs> yeah. But uh, as the months go on, I'm starting to get ideas about a book, and yeah, I'm starting to think maybe I will write a book. So yeah, that, if I do get around to that, then yeah, I'd love to come back on and talk about it. And, yeah. And yeah, thanks for having me on. It's really cool. Uh, like I said, I've listened to lots of the podcasts, and I've listened to your podcast too. And uh, especially while I'm out training, I love having their headphones in. But I've to actually be a guest on a podcast is an honor and uh, and I've had a good time with you as well. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for coming on, man. So have a good evening. It's evening where you are. I'm actually just beginning to start, <laughs> start my morning, so I'm going to stay up now and probably I normally go to the park and, and do some walking in the morning, so I'm going to stay up and do something here in the office and then get out to the park and do some walking. So thank All you right. for thanks for coming on and, and have a good Friday evening. No worries, and maybe make yourself a hash brown for breakfast, huh? <laughs> I usually wait till about twelve o'clock to eat. So, oh, okay, uh, yeah. So well, that for well, me, well. I don't do breakfast. <laughs> I call it um, brunch. Is what is what you call it? So, I, okay, I okay. <laughs> but thanks, Andrew, for being on, man. All right, yeah. Well, thank you for having me. It's been great. I've okay. loved it. All right.